the most essential symbol of our religion. And it has become even a thing of beauty which it was never in its original form. It was such a detestable thing. And a sort of uh, negative feeling is there even now for us. Cross is not a pleasant thing and we wonder why there should be a cross or crosses in our lives <coughs> and why God chose through Jesus or for Jesus a death on the cross in order to save us and why Jesus told us that we should carry the cross in order to follow him. And when he told the Jews he should carry the cross, the Jews knew and must have felt terribly upset over that. But for us, cross has not become that detestable, revolting. As soon as we hear about crosses in life, we think of all unpleasant things which happen to us unknowingly or things which are beyond our control. Still deep <coughs> within us, we have, <coughs> we will have always a question <coughs> why God has chosen this unpleasant way of redeeming us or making us follow Jesus by accepting the, the crosses, the pains, or in general the unpleasant factors in our daily living. <clears throat> Somehow the cross is the symbol of salvation. <clears throat> uh, is it the only symbol of salvation? And is cross only a symbol of suffering? Is there anything away from love which can be the agent of our salvation? And there may not be anything except love and only love can save us. And where is the role of cross in that love? 
cross becomes only a saving factor is it only because jesus died on a cross suppose he did not die on a cross <clears throat> the factor of unpleasant things the sufferings of various types in our lives would they become meaningless is it only because jesus died on the cross and he told us carry our own crosses <coughs> sufferings etc become meaningful or don't we see that sufferings are meaningful only because there is love and love is not uh, a sort of a smooth flowing happy feeling or a happy event we see from our birth in order to keep up love people go through lot of troubles lot of pains and uh, maybe a cross is a human factor in our daily life human factor and then that human factor becomes a redeeming factor or it picks up the power of redeeming humans through not by suffering or by its own pains and pleasantness only because they become powerful to save us and every we say inserting into jesus or into jesus's own cross or crosses how do we insert one of the factors of inserting into the cross or crosses of jesus's own life is to accept the fact that they are such if a person is born into a poor family if a person is born to a hopeless type of parents if a person is born with a lot of negativities either physical or intellectual or if a person becomes sick or poor and uh, suffers a lot of untold miseries due to various causes due to one's own family members it could be or due to one's own friends it could be due to one's own enemies it could be due to one's own people who are just jealous <coughs> 
<clears throat> we know we cannot accept anything unpleasant unless we are mentally deranged. As there are people who are called masochists who enjoy self-inflicting of pains of various types. They enjoy pain and they decide if there is no pain. But uh, most of us are not of that type. And uh, then how pain or unpleasantness becomes a saving factor. Uh, Jesus would not choose cross unless it was meaningful, though we are told through the scripture, through our uh, theology, etc. Jesus accepted the cross from his father. So somehow it uh, looks like that they were external factors. Means Jesus did not uh, get born with such things. They came in, into, or came to him in his life. Can we say they are the limitations of human living? <coughs> did Jesus face anything different from us? Because he was a human being, he had to live human situations. And one of the factors was this, that friendly people could turn against him and that's what happened. And don't we see the same thing before Jesus and after Jesus? Even today, Friends all of a sudden becoming enemies or betrayers. Right from the beginning of humanity, we see this. And how to face these human factors. It is easy for us to make sign of the cross all over the places. And on us also. But does it save us because we make sign of the cross? Or haven't we to enter into the mechanism of saving factor or saving process? Is there any, any, anything worthwhile in pain? If there is something worthwhile in pain as such, it won't be that very unpleasant. But none of us like, uh, likes uh, pain because it is unpleasant. And uh, when we look into our life, it's not only pain that we don't like, there are so many, so many things in our daily living which, which we don't like but we have to bear with. We have to tolerate. 
Does mere tolerating bring salvation to us? Toleration can be neutral toleration, toleration can be negative toleration, toleration can be positive toleration and only positive tolerating can be saving. Negative toleration, oh I cannot help, so I go on tolerate. But I don't change anything within me, I keep uh, somewhat all the unpleasantness. And I am not able to come to grip with that unpleasantness or the cross. What we mean by cross is unpleasant things in life. So I use the word unpleasantness. Uh, in your mind you should be trans transferring the word into cross but if we use cross somehow it doesn't become very concrete as such you know as we could use the word unpleasant things in life now if Jesus told us carry your cross is it because he knew he was going to die because God, God is father uh, sort of destined him or appointed him to accept the cross and die on the cross. Maybe Jesus himself must have seen in his life people hanging on the cross, naked, suffering. And uh, was it only a man who were crucified? Couldn't there be women also? Because we don't read or hear anyway, at least I can't remember. Anyone whom they wanted to punish, that was the special, cruelest form of punishing uh, invented by the Romans. And no one could think of that becoming a sort of saving of each individual person. That's why Paul could say the foolishness of the cross. How could uh, a person with a little brain could think that cross would become symbol of saving? Maybe for most of us, cross doesn't become a real conscious saving factor. We go on tolerating, accepting half-heartedly what all things happen to us which are unpleasant. Half-hearted acceptance or tolerating does not save. That's why Jesus had to come to that gripping full conscious gripping of the cross through the agony and the prayer, supplication, pleading with his father there in Gethsemane, please remove. But he had to go on struggling till he broke within, the grain of wheat got smashed means the self got smashed and he broke down through sweating and 
even sort of frustration, not in the negative way, but helplessness. And when he reached that sort of disintegrating, and then he said, okay, I have no other goal than accepting your will. Then you, you and I see what? The man gets transformed. The weakling becomes a powerful force. And he gets up, he forgets all the, all the agony of accepting the cross and he goes to the apostles. Before that he was going to them begging for consolation, support. Now he goes to them, come on, get up, let's go and face it. And we know that they all ran away, he had to face the cross alone. And this is one of the factors we all have to face, we all have to become aware. In our suffering we are all alone. Nobody can take or nobody can share any pain. We have to bear it by ourselves. Jesus did it himself, alone. No friends were there, they ran away. Even his mother and John, they were quite, and the women and all, they could not approach him, they were all far away. And it, the cross business is a completely personal and aloneness business. And maybe there is nothing to boast except the boasting is in this that I have to manage the cross myself. But in our religious living, somehow we have been made to think that everything has to be in common and, uh, you know, others will help us. Maybe others help us nothing. In no way they are able to help us we may be able to look at others, but the cross is a terribly aloneness business. Means it is only I and nobody else can help carrying the cross. Though we can bring in a turn to the example, Jesus was helped by Simon. Hmm, okay. But that did that reduce any suffering of Jesus? Jesus was physically unable to carry, so they found him because they didn't want Jesus to die on, on the way. They wanted to have the full pleasure of hanging him on the cross. His enemies and the people who got the orders to execute him. So, we cannot say, okay, others can help us to carry the cross. Maybe we get some sort of consolation. But nobody can remove the pain. We have to bear it by our own self. It's purely an exclusive business. The cross factor in us. 
and it is we who have to daily discover what is the saving factor of the cross but we accept many things in our life unpleasant because we have been told you know carrying the cross is a sort of a devotion but we we may not have make all those unpleasant things a force of saving us as i said the consciousness or the conscious conscientizing our own inner personality is very essential to give the suffering or to churn out the 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 power the saving power as we churn out butter or give from the curds it is there but it is not there if we simply eat uh, or look at uh, curds as curds we don't see ghee we know it is there or much of our suffering goes waste because we don't do the churning business and we have also another difficulty though you know it is when i say it can be very much misunderstood we always say it is jesus who is doing it but jesus is not the churner we are the churners unless we do the churning the key doesn't come out and jesus has given us the power of churning and to to create and to discover that power to be saved and the the inserting is the churning i have to get inserted into jesus or jesus cross or jesus's way of accepting the cross that's what i have to learn or i have to do in my daily living which most of us don't do we make an intention early morning and say jesus all what goes unpleasant i offer it through you to heavenly father and we think that oh since it is offered to god everything automatically happens like we have now all automatic machines you arrange all the knobs properly and then the rest is done by the machine but i don't think that is happening because we make some intentions i'm sure jesus was making intentions quite often maybe daily to accept the cross but when it came to him the last moment in the agony in gethsemane do we see that that was working automatically there and he didn't have to do anything but the man felt all his machines whatever machine he had he set it properly just failed breakdown fantastic breakdown and that's why he himself broke down into sweating and he felt god was not there and that experience of god was not there was there till the last moment 
Though we are told the angels came down to console him. Maybe some momentary uh, consolation is he got, but that uh, aloneness, 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 aloneness and misery of the suffering. And many of us, maybe, in that sort of a situation, life has no meaning. We are told, oh, Jesus suffered. What is this? Your suffering. Very little. And offer everything and try to accept and be happy. All you, you know, after death, heaven is surely there. Does it solve our pain problems? or the unpleasant factors in life. It's like consoling ourselves when a person dies. Oh, I'll be able to meet him when I go to heaven. And uh, we almost have fantasized. When I die, I will rush, even before looking for God, I will rush for that fellow Philip first. You know, and then I'll go to God. Fantasy meditations. But uh, does that take away the pain factor, the unpleasantness factor? So Jesus is telling us, and we have to learn from his living process that. Peace comes to us, or the meaningfulness of our living comes to us only when we are able to accept. So most of our time may go in the struggling process because it is not easy for uh, accepting. We imagine because Jesus was divine <coughs> and uh, <coughs> he was uh, having all that divine power. We are in a way disappointed with Jesus. Why? Why he had to struggle so much? Wasn't he powerful to accept the will of his father instantaneously? Ah, when we look at Jesus in Gethsemane, what we see is that he is a real human being. Things don't happen to him instantaneously. And that's a real learning process for us. Things may not happen for us instantaneously. We have to struggle and we are very much ashamed very often for so many years of religious living. Why am I not able to accept certain factors which are unpleasant? And don't we see these such things even in very, very experienced people who had been in authority, who had been in formation, etc., who are unable to accept a change. 
or giving up of the position. I know one novice mistress went mentally deranged because after about 16 or 18 years of novice mistressship, she was changed and she became extremely mental patient. And in order to bring her back into sanity, they made her regional superior. And in a way it helped to make her come back into sanity. Not fully cured as such. She used to go on weeping all the time, etc., etc., or even in public, loud crying, etc. So the, 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 just because we live many years in religious life does not mean that we have this saving factor. That saving factor or power has to be churned out and maybe the only way is, as Jesus said, die to yourself. Dying brings life, dying brings living. But how to understand it? How to accept it? Unless we understand, of course very often we are told Except in blind faith, you don't understand it. Except in blind faith, okay, yes, I accept. We very often we do that, and we need to do it. Okay. So today, when we are thinking of the cross, because liturgically there is one feast put for the cross also. We satisfy putting feast like in India. The other day there was a letter to the editor. The government uh, servants of whatever time, they have So we, uh, we have to uh, learn in our daily process or daily living how to transform this, these unpleasant things or factors or events or persons into saving power. Cross saves us. How does cross save us? Suppose somebody crucifies us. Will we be, will we be saved? Because I die like Jesus died. And if we are like Peter in all humility, Arre Baba, don't put it straight, put it upside down. 
because I am not as great as my master, Guru. We may say, don't even put it upside down, put it slanting. Some other crooked way, because I am not even uh, that worthy to be like Peter even. So, no position should be similar. That may be our piety. But will it save us? The saving factor is somewhere else that we have to uh, we have to discover that. Much of our attachment to cross is only a devotion like any other devotion. Because people tell us cross is a powerful fact. So we go after it and many of us suffer unnecessarily also thinking that it is powerful. Pain is powerful because some saints including Jesus suffered pain much. So the more and there is also a sort of a, uh, I don't know whether I can use that word unhealthy practice of glorifying pain especially in the lives of saints. And we blind people without any proper wisdom go after pains. But will they, will they do any good to us? So when we uh, think of the cross, now what is that for us at this moment? Jesus died on the cross uh, 2000 years ago and many others died on the cross but those crosses don't become captivating for us. Even Peter's cross doesn't become very attractive for us and if at all we think of cross we think of only Jesus' cross. And I don't think the wooden cross of Jesus has got any meaning for us. Okay, it was an instrument on, by which he was killed or on which he was killed. But that cross is something else. The saving cross is something else. Maybe the, the acceptance of our own self in our own life history process and in that context and nothing else. So what we have to learn is how Jesus accepted the cross in his life from the conception or can we say even before conception when he was with God before uh, this incarnation itself all that human limitations to live a human life though he was God was it a pleasant thing but in our religious life, these factors are 
uh, as I said yesterday, used for exploitation. Not to make people submissive and to get work done from them, uh, you know, without interruption, without rest, etc., etc. But that is not saving us. Just because we submit to some factors, external forces of pressure, or pressurizing, or exploiting us, but the saving factor comes from within. So we have to learn what Jesus did and how Jesus did. It may be the truth that many of us don't know to accept the cross in the saving way. Even today, till today we have not learned properly. Most of our acceptance is foolish acceptance, not saving acceptance. And many of us are not even aware that this is the truth. Because we hardly have awareness. We are all after devotions. And uh, of course finally we can say, God is good, He will save us somehow, whether we are aware or not aware. Then why does Jesus say, accept your cross and come after, or take up your cross? He could have said, your cross is tied on your back. My dear chaps and chappies, you are, all, you are already nailed to the cross of yours. He didn't say that. He said, take up, if that has any meaning at all. I think the meaning is this, that we have to recognize each cross factor and accept. And that's why the redeeming factor has to be conscientized again. The cross redeems. We say Jesus Christ dying on the cross saves us. And is it enough only to believe that Jesus saved us and say yes to that fact? Or we have to do the same as Jesus did dying on the cross. And we may not have any, anything similar to Jesus' wooden cross. And I don't think Jesus meant that all his disciples should be crucified on wooden crosses. Then we would have found a terrible ecological problem long ago. You know, the wood would not have been enough. The earth would have been already forestless. 
In India, of course, that nonsense is going on, the burning thing. Even today, many are not uh, uh, willing to give up the old system of burning and use electricity to save the wood, etc. Daily. Daily, how many Indians, Hindus are dying, non-Hindus also, who are burnt. So much of waste of wood, that's another fact. So, I don't think Jesus wanted all his disciples to be murdered on the cross. Wooden cross. So, we are told in order to get indulgences and all, there should be some wood in the cross and all. That is another, another wonderful factor of the devotion. But is that wood anything which brings power? Or the real cross of the heart, the conscientization of the whole personality, which we call in simple awareness fact, the word awareness. Maybe awareness may not be that good for us Catholics. So it may be the conscientizing our personality <clears throat> that all that what goes wrong can be made into the saving power. And in this context you will understand how the negatives have to be made necessarily positive. So those people who have difficulties to accept this, this uh, working on the negative <coughs> should understand. The negatives have to be made into positive and they have, when they are made into positive, they become power or source of power and that power has to be used for our saving. The, so the cross becomes meaningful in this way. I don't say this is the ultimate way. This is what I understand today. Because the understanding has to go on a deepening. So the cross is not only just the pious, okay today somebody will insult me, I take it Lord. Before the insult comes only I take it and I offer it to you, sanctify me and all that. Maybe when actual insult comes we may not be aware of it. As, I don't know, I get, like to give this example. Jesus was telling, before he got a slap, he was telling, if you are slapped on this cheek, show the other one. But when he got one, he was dazed, he forgot to show the other one. And he started asking the fellow, why did you slap on this cheek? Did I say anything wrong? And that, that question will remain always un, unanswered. Why the man who told, show the other cheek, did not show the other cheek. When he actually got one good slap, and that was a very good slap. It was not like you nuns and women and all go and slap. 
you know, many will, most of them will, one more please, because it's so pleasant touch. It's not painful. But what Jesus got was not a, a pleasant touch. He got a real slap. So the, the, the transforming, the unpleasant factors in our human living into saving cross factor. That's a learning we have to have throughout our life. It's not a one-time learning. And accepting one cross as one cross is not a guarantee that we are ready to accept the other cross as cross. So the it's wrong for us to think that Jesus saved us just by breathing his last. That last means the death, the real death. <coughs> Jesus was saving us from right from his conception. It was a saving process. So we need to absorb that process in our life, the saving process. So it's not really, uh, you know, as we normally think in a very silly way, okay, accepting the baptism, we are, we, we are saved, etc., etc. No, but we are only inserted into the process of saving. And most of the time, we are not saving ourselves. Again, in this context, we have to remember the, the scripture saving, uh, telling us, work out your own salvation. That uh, fact, we quite often forget because of our devotional uh, thinking. Jesus saves. He has done the saving. Salvation is mine. But this, this inserting into his salvation process and get saved by him and by myself. So it is a double action process. I cannot save myself alone away from Jesus. And Jesus alone cannot save me, but Jesus and I have to save me. And that's the factor of the cross. The saving factor of the cross. So it is not the wood of the cross. It's not that crossing two things and making like cross. Am I going to say something uh, symbolically or something <coughs> really <coughs> concrete which I never understood before. Now as I am telling, I am understanding it. My saving process is one thing of the wood and Jesus is saving is the other word 
which have to be joined into a cross. So I have to get joined into Jesus. If one beam of the cross is alone, separate, it is not a cross. It's simply one piece. So in my uh, life it may be most of the time I live a different beam. Though I may be suffering and accepting and all, but maybe I never understood, never became aware that this joining has to take place. And I didn't do it, either consciously or I am preventing it unconsciously. So don't remain in a, in a nice uh, fantasy there. Just see what is concretely, otherwise it doesn't become helpful. Concretize means incarnate, means become fleshy, fleshy. All our religious beliefs have to become fleshy. 